eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Kim Grinolds of Dogman.com with Scott Eklund. We are breaking down wide receivers today. We will be breaking down every position in podcast form. We'll also have some written content up at a later date. As we've mentioned in every podcast that we do on these positions, it just gives us a chance to go a little bit more in depth, context and voice and all of that kind of stuff. Just gives you a little bit deeper dive into what's really going on and deeper dive and they have a deep wide receiver room scott there's just a lot of dudes in there right now and then you've got walk-ons and then you got three dudes coming in as well jamarcus shepherd's put together a really nice wide receiver room as deep as anywhere in the country um it'll be interesting to see um when phil Steele comes out with his book i'm sure washington's going to be in the top five when he lists um top position groups in his magazine would you be kind of surprised if they're not in the top five maybe even oh, top three i was thinking top two or three you know i i mean other than ohio state I don't know if there's a better position room than at Washington. I, you know, you can make arguments that they're equal to what Washington Washington can throw out there, but I don't, I don't see anyone that is de- demonstrably better. They might have better top end guys or or whatever, but they the depth that Washington can go and throw at you in waves at the wide receiver group. I don't know if it can be matched other than Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State with. Um, uh, with Emeka Ekbuka and um, Marvin Harrison Jr., mm-hmm. most predict will be uh, first-round draft picks in next year's draft. But uh, Jalen McMillan and Romo Dunsey are as good a tandem as you're going to find. But yeah. you know, go ahead and start with um, you know Romo Dunsey. He's going to be a preseason All-American more than likely, and one of the best wide receivers in the country. And and you know to be honest, he's really developed over the years as well. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest surprise for me was when I found out that he was like 217, almost 220 pounds. He carries it really, really well because I never would have guessed he was that. I would have thought still he was around like 205, 210, somewhere in there. Anyway, I mean, just had a really good spring, uh, you know, really showed his leadership, seems to have kind of embraced the his role as the leader in the in the clubhouse of, of the of the wide receiver group, um, just everything you that you would want in a wide receiver at the University of Washington. He's big. He can run. He's got strong hands. He runs really good routes. He's he's basically the complete package, about as complete a package as Washington has had at the wide receiver uh, at the wide receiver position in a, 
since Reggie Williams, really. He's put together, but he's not overly bulky. He's got that, um, you know, he seems to have the lean, muscular thing going as needed. You build up too much muscle at that position. I think you start to lose some flexibility, but yep. he just looks like an athlete. Well, yeah, Absolutely I mean, he, does. 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six, uh, I think 6'3", in that range, somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's six, good. Six three two eleven. They've got him listed at six three two eleven, but they said he was closer to two twenty. Yeah, you know, and he's wearing his hair down, you know, so that big uh, mushroom blonde hair seems to be tamed for the moment. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then on the other side, you've got Jalen McMillan. Um, you know, maybe just give people an idea. You know, compare and contrast. What's the difference in style between Jalen McMillan and Romo Dunsey? Well, I mean, when you look at him, because we've talked about Romo Dunsey carrying his weight really well, uh, you know, they don't look that much different in in stature. But Jalen McMillan's 6'1", 189. So, I mean, he's about 25 pounds lighter or, you know, about 20 pounds, 25 pounds lighter than than Romo Dunsey. And, um, you know, he's a little more sinewy if you know if you want me to use an sat word you know he's got that that long lean frame that he has he has long arms he can really stretch defenses with his speed which romo Dunsey can do too but uh jalen mcmillan is just a guy who who seems to um feed off of i i think he could be a number one receiver at any school that he wanted to go to but here he's a number two and he's a deadly number two yeah, the stats when you put them, I don't have them in front of me, but the stats they were with even Rome, last year. Yeah, I mean, not much to pick or choose. So it's not like there's one favorite over another. And it's working out really well because if you try to pay too much attention to Romo Dunsey, you're going to open Jalen McMillan. And if you're paying too much attention to either one of those two guys, you're opening it up for another guy. Um, Jalen Polk, is he an NFL guy? I think he's a borderline NFL guy. It, when we say borderline, I mean I mean like a borderline NFL draft guy. I it isn't that he isn't a good player. He's 6'2", 205 pounds. He's strong. He's he's a leader as well. Um, he's just not featured here. I think if you know if um, he decides to come back to the University of Washington next year, he'll he's he actually could have left after this past season. Um, and, but if he decides to come back for one more season at the university of Washington, he transferred here from Texas, Texas tech in, uh, in 2021 and played, um, you know, what in three games that season, I think. And, and then because he got an in injury and then, uh, you know, kind of had his breakout season last year, but if he comes back, he'll be the number one wide receiver for the university of Washington. He and Jeremy Bernard, Taj Davis, Giles Jackson for one more year, and then uh, Denzel Boston. That's a nice core group of five guys that you can throw out there, and um, I think they would be very, very productive. But you know, he might you know put up another uh, another really good season and decide, hey, I'm, I'm going to take my uh, you know take my shot at the NFL. And I think he could get drafted. I think he's more likely a um, guy who might be a free agent and that might be a better choice for him because he can go choose the right the right program to go to and be part of guy that uh you know coach DeBoer just raved about just kind of went out of his way to make sure he was mentioning Giles Jackson who had a really nice uh spring camp yeah very good spring camp um you know it always seems to be getting open makes a lot of clutch catches across the middle he isn't a game breaker that I think a lot of us thought he was going to be when he showed up uh as a transfer from uh Michigan but um you know just uh 
has really seemed to embrace his role as a as a guy who's like the fourth or fifth wide receiver and and uh, um, it seems to always find a soft spot in the middle of the zone. Uh, Devin uh, Dylan Morris, Michael Penix always fa- seemed to find him when they needed a, a, a clutch throw and their, their other guys weren't open. So um, d- don't sleep on Giles Jackson. I think he's going to have a bigger season than people expect. Yeah, those slot guys are becoming a very important part of the team when the, you've got two outside guys as a you know big time talent as Jalen McMillan and Romo Dunsey, and you get that slot guy who can well, work the middle of the field and find the soft spot in the zone. That's a pretty valuable position well, right now. Jalen McMillan, Jalen McMillan's actually playing slot for Washington more often than he plays outside. It's Jalen uh, Jalen Polk is the other outside guy with Romo Dunsey, and then they slide. Um, Jalen McMillan inside, but that's more of a because he's a mismatch for some of those other guys because he's bigger, so uh, you know taller than than a lot of those corners that that play inside as the nickel. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Giles Jackson and uh, Jalen McMillan are both really good slot right wide receivers for Washington. Yeah, getting back to Giles Jackson, I think it's going to be interesting because now Washington has two legit return guys on kickoff returns in Giles Jackson and Daniel Nada. It'll be interesting. Do you think those two are going to split time back there receiving kicks? Yeah, I I honestly think as long as he's healthy, I think Daniel Nagata is your your guy probably. And and it, we just haven't seen the explosiveness out of Giles Jackson that that I think we expected because I think he had two kickoff returns for touchdowns for Michigan and they weren't yeah. against like low-end teams they were against like Penn State and Wisconsin I believe so um you know I, I I'm a little shocked that we haven't seen more out of Giles Jackson as a as a punt or kick returner but uh Washington's in pretty good shape they've got some really good guys that can take that can take reps there and as good as that high-end help Taj Davis kind of just gets kind of lost in the wash yeah but, uh, he's a quality receiver as well yeah for for a guy who everybody thought was going to leave um, before the 2021 season, he had a had, had a really good 2022 season. He had that that uh, game breaking catch against uh, Oregon down at Oregon um, that that just blew everyone away. And and uh, um, he's looked really good. He he had a good camp as well. Um, he just like you said, Kimmy gets overlooked because of the star power at the top of Washington's depth chart. But he's I mean, if you compared him to the other fifth wide receivers, fourth, fifth wide receivers on, on, on in, in programs across the country, I would, I would bet he'd be in the top two or, you know, top 10, 15% of fifth wide receivers in the country. Big six, two, 200 pounds, uh, seems to have really good hands, has a good, does a good job of finding open spaces, uh, can run with the ball after the catch a little bit, not the, you know, open field guy that Jalen McMillan might be, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't speak highly enough of what Taj Davis is and and for him to still want to be at the University of Washington when he isn't a featured guy and he might be at a maybe a smaller school. Um, I think that says a lot for what Jamarcus Shepard has built uh, in his room, but also what he thinks Washington Washington can do this year. Taj took the COVID year off. I mean, he, yep. he and just we co- thought he was gone. We didn't think he was coming back. Yeah. But how much do you think that set him back? I mean, he was he um, didn't practice. He wasn't around. At yeah. All. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much it set him back. Uh, I, you know, I mean, he, he was under Junior Adams for a while and, and uh, Junior Adams liked him a lot. And um, I just thought when he came back, I was just like, he's just back to get get back in the football mix. He's going to leave before the 2021 season. And then he stayed and he had a decent season because Jalen Polk got hurt and 
the Romo Dunsey and, and Jalen McMillan were still kind of feeling their way into things and Washington's offense wasn't that good. And so he stuck around and then he hung around. And then I thought he would leave when the other coaches came in and Jamarcus Shepard just embraced him. They, they really like how he blocks on the edge when he's, when he's called upon, they think he's a guy who can, that they can trust uh, to make catches when they need when they need big catches. And he proved that last year. Introducing the two way V4 where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance with fuel cell. Each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return paired with fresh foam experience, maximum comfort throughout the game. It's lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com jeremy bernard it's obvious once we laid eyes on him uh when he arrived back he originally committed to washington with uh the old coaching staff with junior adams he decommitted um, he actually signed a letter of intent washington let him out he went to michigan state and now he is back at washington and doesn't take long to see the talent there Oh, absolutely not. And by the way, it's Jeremy, not Jeremy. Yeah, yeah it's Jeremy, Jeremy for everybody. Yeah, but uh, the thing is, Kim, you kind of undersold it. He signed a letter of intent and he showed up to enroll early. Yeah. And then he left. <laughs> so, so I mean, that's how crazy it was. And, you know, uh, Kalen DeBoer actually talked about it during the during the spring and 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 said, hey, you know, we we kept in touch with him. And 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 Jeremy, Jeremy also talked about it a little bit that they talked and and the coaches understood that he just didn't feel comfortable. You know, the coach that he had committed, all the coaches he committed to um, had left now. And he, he just didn't see a positive thing at going on at the University of Washington. But then showing, you know, he was still pretty tight with some of the guys because he had gotten to know them during the recruiting process. He was texting with Rome and Jalen McMillan during the season. And he, they were like, dude, you got to be a part of this. You got to be a part of this. You got to come over and this offense is going to feature you. Um, but as far as Jeremy as a player, we didn't see that much of him. I mean, we did, um, but it was mostly with the twos and threes. We didn't see him a lot with the first uh, with the first team during uh, spring ball. I think some of that was him just not understanding the playbook right away. I mean, it takes a little bit to understand the playbook and the, the players have referenced that as well. And so I don't think we've gotten to see him really show off his open field skills. If if you went down Washington's roster of wide receivers, the best open field runner, as good as Jalen McMillan, Giles Jackson are in the open field, uh, I don't think there's a better one than Jeremy Bernard and, it, and what he can do. Yeah, with Jeremy on the roster, uh, there's a lot of guys in front of him, but that room's going to clear out a little bit and it's going to be wide open for him next year where uh, I think he'll be He'll have some impact this year, but next year will be the year that we'll really be able to see the true version of Jeremy Bernard. Yeah, and and we're going to talk about Denzel Boston here in a second, but I think Denzel Boston and Jeremy Bernard, as long as they're patient, and I, and I think they will be, but as long as they're patient, um, it's going to pay off for them because the thing is that's that could, could get a little frustrating. It doesn't sound like it's going to really creep into it. I think they're going to get a lot of reps. But these are two guys who could be starting on other Power Five football programs in this country: Denzel Boston and Jeremy Bernard. And they're not—they're—they're going to be fourth and fifth on the depth chart at best. Yeah, when we talk about Denzel Boston, uh, where's he from? Spanaway? No, uh, uh, Emerald Ridge down in Puyallup. 
Yeah. Uh, Denzel Boston, who I think a lot of people just kind of dismissed when they took him. They look at his star rating and they didn't think a lot of him, but he may be the most physical wide receiver on the roster. He doesn't mind uh, taking a hit and he doesn't mind dishing it out. And he's a big wide receiver and he's opened some eyes. So the 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 thing is, I, I remember he showed up to Washington's camp. That was the camp where it was 108 degrees outside, Kim. Remember that? Yeah. And and you laughed at me because I was just melting and wilting. You melt at uh, 70. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, but we're we're up in the stands and we're watching it, and I'm like, Denzel Boston. Okay, he decided to show up because I thought Washington had kind of targeted the guys they wanted, but he earned an offer from Junior Adams and Jimmy Lake at that camp in 2021. And um, and then remained committed to Washington and, and signed with them even after Jimmy Lake and Junior Adams were let go. And and then he shows up and the coaches just love him. Jamarcus uh, Shepard has has gushed about him. Ryan Grubb has gushed about him. So is Kalen DeBoer, that he works really hard, that he's got a positive attitude, that he that he brings a great skill set because his catch radius, as good as Romo Dunsey and Jalen McMillan's is, I don't know if they have the catch radius that uh, Taj, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Denzel Boston has. And, and I mean, that's saying a lot right there. So um, he's a guy, 6'4", 185 pounds. I think he probably could play at another 10 pounds heavier, about 195, I think would be perfect for him. Um, what, what was really funny, Kim, was when we got to interview him this spring, he told us about his first touchdown. You remember what he said, right? Sorry, I'm getting distracted. We got oh. some basketball stuff that's oh. going to be happening while we're okay. doing the podcast, okay. but go ahead. Okay, but, well, I mean, he he says, um, so he takes the end around against Portland State, scores a touchdown. Everybody's hitting him. He ends up, like, pushing everybody away and puking. And, uh, you know, after, because all the adrenaline rush that he was getting and and he was winded and all those different things, and, and he just said it just was too much for me. I had to throw up. But he goes, eventually, you know, everybody got out of my way and I, I did my thing and, and then I, I got, and then I could celebrate with my teammates. So, um, but yeah, he and Jeremy Bernard, like I said, just a, a moment ago, those two guys, if they show their patience, it's going to really pay off. Cause next year, those guys, if Jalen Polk stays that, that top three right there is going to be an unbelievable top three in 2024. Sorry for getting distracted, but uh, we're doing this on Tuesday morning and uh, expecting some basketball news uh, early afternoon. So stay tuned. Okay. For that. By, and by the time we launch this, it will have already happen. It will have already happened. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So uh, also, uh, next guy I want to talk about a little bit, not a lot to say. Jabez Tanay out of Kennedy High School. He's just been hurt a lot. Um, yeah. From my understanding, he's still, you know, still coming back from an injury. Um you know, tough to go in the transfer portal when you have nothing on film and you're hurt. So mm-hmm. um, just up in the air with Jabez Tanay, will he ever see the field at Washington? I'm, I, I'm leery to say that he may. But yeah, just- I, I've, I've made it pretty well known that I, I don't see him um, as part of this program moving forward. He's He's part of the program from the standpoint that he's getting the medical treatment that he needs. He's trying to finish up. Um, some of his coursework and things like that, but I will honestly be surprised if he's on the if he's on the roster in, in uh, this fall. And that is nothing against Jabez. I just don't think he and Jamarcus Shepard really mesh very very well. Um, he's a different kid. He he's he's uh, I don't know. His personality is just a little bit different than than what you're used to from a lot of wide receivers. He's not a big talker. He's he's very quiet um, and kind of to himself. And I and I I don't know if that's gonna mesh well with a guy like Jamarcus uh Shepard who well the thing who, of uh, it is 
he's hurt. And, yeah, you know, he's hurt, and that's the it, biggest thing. You got to get the, the med- you got to get the medical bills taken care of while you're hurt, right? So yeah. he's not going anywhere. But no, uh, no. But I'll, I'll be shocked if he ends up playing it down at the University of Washington. Yeah, and some of the walk-ons that contributed um, over the over the spring, uh, Camden Sermon, who's entered the transfer portal but continued to practice. You've got Owen Coots, who made some contributions, Mason Wheeler, and maybe the fastest wide receiver or maybe the fastest guy on the team, period. I didn't see him out there much um, for football practice. I think he's doing track, and that's Jake uh, Parnigan. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Washington – um, you know, they, they, they have a, lo- a nice little walk-on program at wide receiver, and you can always use extra wide receivers for practice and, and also for special teams. Camden Sermon, you know, I, I hope he finds a spot that he really wants to play because he's played three spots since he's got to the University of Washington. He's played quarterback, running back, and now wide receiver. He looked really good, I thought, at wide receiver, and I thought he might actually be able to find his way onto the field a little bit as a wide receiver, but it sounds like he's just looking for a place where he can go play, and that's what most transfer portal, unlike what's happening at Colorado right now with with all these guys going in the portal, it's because Deion Sanders is just turning over the roster as much as possible. The reason why guys leave the University of Washington usually isn't for anything other than they're looking for playing time or maybe there was a violation of team rules and they can't they can't come back to the program. But most of these guys are leaving because they're looking for a place to get on the field. It has no ill will toward the University of Washington. I think they just feel like they want to get on the field and, and maximize the the opportunities that they have while I mean, because it's a very limited time that they can play college football. Yeah, and then they've got three wide receivers coming in, and yep. there's some talented guys coming in. It's just that with what's in front of them, um, I'm seeing all three of these guys maybe getting some mop-up time and getting their four games in in some of the early season yeah. games. But, uh, you know, they've got three wide receivers coming in. Tell people a little bit about that. Yeah, one person told me he's the least heralded of the three guys coming in, Keith Reynolds. They said, don't sleep on this guy. He's not going to make a big impact this year, but he goes the person that I talked to said this guy is going to be absolutely special. And and so I think fans have kind of I think we maybe even have undersold him a little bit because Rashid Williams is one of the top wide receivers in the country and uh, not just California, but also in the country. And and as long as he's healthy, he's a big time player. And Tayshawn Lyons has that explosiveness, that explosive first step, even though he only ran a four, six, five, I think, in the in the spring last year. Um, you know, a lot, you watch him when he gets on the field, he rarely gets caught. So, um, yeah, three really good wide receivers coming in in Washington, um, is set for the future and they're going to, they're going to have a really good haul in 2024 as well. At Rashid Williams as well. Yeah. I talked to him. I talked a little bit about him already, you know, just that, that he's, he was one of the top guys in the country and, and, and Washington really was excited to get him in the boat. Yeah. Is one of us going to have to have a talk with Tayshawn Lyons about committing and then waiting, what, a year and a half before yeah, he announced it? Sure it sure seemed like it, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, he we had that. We yeah. had a story in the in the admin forever. Yeah. For I think we wrote it in October. Yeah. And when because did it could have happened anytime. And we we didn't run it until February 2nd when signing day rolled around. But he committed when? I know. Oh, he committed back back earlier than that. Yeah. And then he, he signed. He signed in December. Yeah, he did. Yep. And then didn't announce until in February second. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was frustrating. I remember people <laughs> on our board saying, you know, what if what if we don't get Tayshawn Lyons and we're just like, oh God, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's already signed. It isn't even like he could decommit. He's God. already signed. He can't de- He can't do anything. 
Scott, remember so, when kids would commit and we would talk to them and run the stories? Now it's we, we got to do a rap song. We're gonna, and I'm gonna, we got to do an edit. We got, yeah, all this we're going to talk yeah. to, I'm going to talk to some of the young interns and we're going to put together a rap, uh, rap song waiting on an edit. You want to be involved in that? Oh, no. Come on, me, you and Fetters waiting no. on an edit. Come on. No. Come on. We'll, I, we'll get, yeah. We'll get Jack yeah. and Catherine involved as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Luke. And Luke. Oh yeah. That's the one who has to be. <laughs> this would be classic yeah. stuff. So we need a musician help us out with a rap song waiting yep. on an edit. So anyways, um, <laughs> just uh we will be breaking down every position on a podcast we'll have the written content as well and as like we said we just get a lot more in depth and we can add a lot more context to this uh, on the podcast and again as normal scott will be transcribing this in between the breastfeedings of his young child so <laughs> that's great kim thanks <laughs> yeah and, anyways for all of us at dogman.com i'm kim grenolds along with scott eckland go dogs okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.